welcome to another Heart of Cash Monday Morning Cash Up. Today's date is 10-17-2023, and if you're sitting there thinking, wait a minute, Kyle, that's not Monday. Monday was the 16th. You are a very perceptive individual who knows exactly what date it is, and good job for you. You're right. Today is Tuesday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. We're going to release it on a Tuesday. Things are very busy over here at the Mothership. The Good Mothership. Good Ship? Good Mothership? Robot Cash. So, things in the pipeline for us. On the podcast side, last week we recorded one with the former UFC heavyweight champion Josh Barnett. He's also a professional wrestler. Very intelligent person. Uh, when I like I wrote in the Discord when I joined this company almost a year ago to the date, I didn't expect to have someone like Josh be such an avid fan of us. So that was a really cool discussion. That uh, podcast is in the editing bay. Like I mentioned, that is a video version, our first video for that. Um, Very excited about that. Uh, We had some delicious meals at a barcade. That is now getting national attention as being one of the quote-unquote most extra places to eat. And it is uh, it was written up in the LA Times here as one of the best places to eat as well. So pretty cool. Uh, thank you to Button Mash, our hosts, for kind of setting everything up. The other two episodes we have in the queue is one with ocremix.org, the people who generously provide all the music that you hear on the podcast every week. That was with the CEO and the head of brand and community over there. So that's our first 1v2 podcast, I guess you could say. And uh, the other one in our editing bay that we recorded last night at about 2 a.m. our time was one with James Swallow, who is a novelist, writer, everything. He's written over 55 novels. He's written in uh, tie-in stuff for... Deus Ex, Star Trek, Warhammer, Halo. He is someone that um, I I was very nervous to interview. I have so much respect for this person. And uh, he has a job that I wish I had, (laughs) if I could be frank. So those three are in the editing bay right now. We got to knock those out. And uh, yeah, the writing one came about because you, the community, requested... That we have a writer on. So it took us a little while to lock down a time. He's a very busy person. But we got it. And uh, yeah, look for those in the coming weeks. And then we also have one that we're recording this week too. With our head of BD, Philippe. And uh, you've been asking a lot of questions about that. So we're going to be putting a sp- together a special episode of the Heart of Cash interview series for that. To address specifically what you've been asking. So if there's anything else that you would like to know about in the gaming industry, like I always say, it's up to you. This is really uh, an opportunity for us to be more transparent about the ongoings of gaming. So uh, we are going to have more publishers and developers in the coming weeks. But as you can see, we have quite a bit in the queue already. But um, I'm very excited to get more going. So hopefully more video too. Let me know if you like that when we release it. Uh, A little bit nervous to get back in front of the camera. I used to do a bit of that in previous roles, but um, yeah, please be kind. (laughs) Oh, all right. So on the robot cash front also, we have some new releases coming up. We have Forgive Me Father 2 coming to the platform soon. 
Um, we have an AMD giveaway, so look at look for that. Look at that. Look for that. Uh, we're adding a lot more games to free trials every week, so keep checking that section. Once again, we did a interview with the people behind that tech, uh, the Rocket Play Fast Start. If you would like to learn more about what that is, please go back into the previous episodes. It was like one or two interviews ago, so it's not very down, far down in the list. Um, we have a sale going on right now, and we'll have another sale popping up around Halloween. And, God, there's so much. We're doing so much planning for 2024 and 2025 and beyond, and it's just really exciting to think about where we could go as a company. Uh, I can't really get more detailed than that. I mean, anybody could really say that they're planning for the future, right? Uh, so I'm not technically breaking any guidelines on communication here but there's a lot a lot of planning going on lots of late nights um and that's one of the reasons why we're we're taking a break from the interview series last week uh with the video uh recording the other podcast recording going on and all the planning and uh you'll probably notice if you follow us on social we're posting a lot of Halloween or October-related content on there. Things are things are definitely busy, and it's a it's a lot of fun. So thanks for being active on all channels. Thank you for the DMs and all the messages. As always, it's always fun. I'm always grateful. All right, so there's a bit of game news that has come out and some posts on Reddit. Uh, before we get into that, I wanted to highlight a little bit of um oh boy we talk about toxicity a lot we had a whole uh podcast dedicated to mental health right <laughs> well it seems that the a certain major deal for a major platform has really reignited a lot of the console war type of behavior and uh I never understood that as a kid, and I don't understand it as an adult. And now I see a lot of people that are in their 40s and 50s defending a platform or really being angry and mean and toxic about defending their preferred game platform, whether it be PC or console or Xbox versus PlayStation or whatever it may be. And I'm not going to join any side... I think uh, the medium is fantastic. I love this industry. I love games. Um, I love communities. I love how we interact with each other. I've never understood that. So seeing all that behavior reignited, especially when it's adults who maybe should know better, it really confuses me. Huh. If you have similar feelings, please chime off in the Discord and uh, or social. Or just DM me a little bit too. I... I don't understand this. Maybe you can help me just decipher. And I know that uh, budgets are what they are. People like to buy the one console and that's all they can buy. And I totally get that. But uh, there's a lot of vitriol right now about it. And we just don't need that in gaming. Anyway, there is uh, one article here I really, really, really wanted to highlight um, from Dean Takahashi uh, over at uh, GamesBeat. And it's... um. It's a really heartfelt article, I thought. It says, 
Find Shelter and Community in Games. It was part of his series, The Dean Beat. And he has a quote in here. I don't want to go too much into what he's talking about because I think you should go and read that yourself. But he has a quote in here, and I'll read it off. It said, It would be sad if the people who make those games and bring us that happiness put down their tools of the trade and pick up weapons for war. It would be a nightmare outcome if a parent said to a child, Put those games away, get a real job, go pick up a gun. And I got a little bit emotional. Dean, well said. He really summarized a lot of my feelings about what's happening in the world today. Uh, my personal view on a lot of things, and this is not the view of the company, is that uh, there's one rule in life, and that's never mess with kids in any capacity. Uh, kids should be protected at all costs, and that's the um, that is not happening in the world right now, and it breaks my heart. So, oof, get a little teary-eyed. I'm going to move on before I get a little too sad and emotional about that. All right, um, another article over at Venture Beat. Here, I thought this was really interesting. Let's read off some of this a little bit. It says, gamers seek relaxation, favor mobile devices, and watch game streams. All right, let's get into that data a little bit more. It says, gamers are playing for relaxation. They're favoring mobile devices, and many of them are watching game live streams. We already know that. It's common knowledge, right? Um, it says the results come from a survey uh, Tinuiti did of 1,000 daily and weekly gamers between September 14th, 2023 and September 21st, 2023. Uh, da, 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 da. When asked what their primary motivation for gaming is, 42% of respondents said they play to relax or unwind the highest share. Not surprising either. The second most common answer was that gamers play to be entertained which garnered 34% of responses, while just 11% they say they said they play because it's fun to win. Very, very interesting. Um, here's another part of it. Uh, however, when asked how their personality in the gaming world compared to outside of gaming, 44% of gamers surveyed said they're more competitive compared to just 12% who said they're less competitive. Many respondents also indicated they're more confident, friendly, curious, impulsive, and ambitious when they play. And there's much more um, information that you can mine from this, but I thought that was interesting how there's like a, a little bit of a separation on how people said that they, why they play, and then yet when they actually go into it, they are more competitive. And I think it's interesting also that uh, they said that they're more confident and uh, uh, friendly, curious, impulsive, and ambitious. And our, that really reflects this idea that our online personas, even if it's just single player, are different sometimes than who we are in real life. Is it escapism? Is it us wanting to be someone else in social environments? Um, lots to extrapolate from that. So very, very interesting article. Data is always fascinating, right? And who knows? Um, I need to look into this a little bit more about the sample size, uh, who they did that, or who they talked to, all that. But anyway information is interesting um i thought okay and i saw this topic on reddit and i really wanted to relate it back to a little bit of what we're trying to achieve over here if i can actually click the article with one hand my left hand i'm right-handed i have the laptop open okay so don't worry don't worry i have a gaming pc i just like to do the podcast on a laptop uh 
This one says, uh, does the $69.99 price of new games make you less likely to try something new? And there's something to that, right? Uh, if there's a higher price point, there's like a, a certain level of perceived investment. Um, I don't know about you, but I grew up with not a whole lot of stuff and money. So any purchase over $15, I kind of agonize over. And uh, we do our research, right? We try to do the best research we can and see if something is good. And uh, it's harder and harder to maybe pick up something uh, if our belts are tightening, if we have less money to spare on these. And so that's why I really talk about this Rocket Play Fast Start feature, the free trial feature that we have on our site, is I do think that we should have that option to trial content a little bit more, um, especially games. Uh, these are long experiences. We put a lot of money into it. And, uh, you know, if we can put more games into more people's hands and give them a shot to try it out, hopefully people feel a little bit more confident about their decision. Uh, let us know about that. If you could trial more games, would you? And how would that influence your pur purchasing decisions? I always think that's a neat little topic to discuss. Uh, here's another one. This was an article that uh, me and a few friends are actually talking about. It says, Van Gogh Museum withdraws Pokemon cards due to safety concerns. So, here, I'll just read a little bit and summarize it much better than I can. It says, Amsterdam's Van Gogh Museum has said it will no longer offer the Pikachu with gray felt hat promo card that ties in with its special Pokemon exhibit due to safety concerns after scalpers and fans mobbed its gift shop and cleaned out all of its, con of its stock in a frenzied scene at the exhibition's opening on, on September 28th. Uh, that's really all concerning now, right? Um, think about this. If the world was maybe in a better spot uh, financially, if income disparity maybe wasn't so great, if people didn't need in some cases, to <laughs> sell or flip items online? Would they flip it as much? Uh, it, it's really disheartening that we're in a world now where these kind of interesting promos are turned into cash grabs or, you know, something of that sort. And uh, is it a situation where the have-nots are rushing to get them so that the the haves, the people with the real money in this world can afford them. I don't know. It's a it's a troubling scenario though. Anytime there's a little little bit of friction added to this industry that we so love over here at Robot Cash, I get a little concerned and sad. So God, it's it's an emotional time over here. This is supposed to be Halloween time, right? It's uplifting and fun. Okay, let's do that. I hear you. I hear you, audience. We, we let's get some fun going. Okay. Speaking of fun, here's another topic on Reddit. What's the most disturbing thing that you've ever seen in a game? <laughs> oh, and I think <laughs> I think the most disturbing thing is sometimes all chat, Baron's chat maybe from World of Warcraft <laughs> or n insert uh multiplayer game here where a high-pitched preteen says some terrible things about my mother. <laughs> Maybe that's the most horrific thing. Uh, in terms of actual game content, nothing has really scared me. I'm part of the generation that grew up with Pinhead as a kid and the 
firing squad scenes in RoboCop, I guess. Uh, some of you might be nodding your head if you were too. Uh, I don't know. I think, let's see. Some of the things that disturbed me. I think some of the stuff in this here that says like Max Payne 3 was one of them. And uh, yeah, I think some of those scenes were kind of disturbing. It's never the horror that disturbs me. It's a uh, reflection of the real world type stuff. I think like the horror of every day of, of uh, the terrible things that man can do to each other every day. I always find those more horrific. The, the stuff that any of us could encounter in our real life versus eldritch horrors from beyond, that type of thing. Although if that happens to me, I will maybe relate to it a little bit more. Probably not, though. Uh, speaking of horrors, <laughs> it's another topic said, is World of Warcraft really that addictive? And yeah, uh, I think anything can be addictive, right? Depending on the personality and uh, the mechanisms at play. But that was one that certainly, it really grabbed me when it came out. And um, uh, me and someone I was seeing at the time, I think the height of our World of Warcraft addiction really peaked when... Uh, the Time Loss Proto Drake came out and her and I brought her PC desktop over to my place and we had um, Enemy Scanner on and this this dragon would only spawn I think once a week on the server in this one area and uh, Enemy Scanner would allow us to AFK in that area and then it would send out like an alert when that dragon spawned and, and we had that computer open for I think a month just AFKing to get that. And uh, we took a long break after that. Just, I think we uh, we saw ourselves in the mirror and at what we had become at that point. And it it wasn't for us. How about that? <laughs> so there, there you go. That was a good segue, right? Pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, two more I wanted to highlight. This one says, what are the games you have put hundreds of hours of gameplay and still consider yourself a beginner? <laughs> Any multiplayer game for me, that's not a fighting game at this point. I can uh, unpack a fighting game, but uh, anything else, I don't know. I still beat a lot of games in hard. Finished Lies of P. Uh, that was a good one. Um, I feel like any single player game I can unpack pretty quickly and beat on the hardest level. But when it comes to multiplayer games, I am not the man I used to be. And it's tragic please pour one out wherever you are right now. Grab your beverage and just pour one out, even if that's at home, on the carpet. And if your significant other says, what are you doing? Say, I'm pouring one out for the ginger at Robot Cash. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for the carpet. Do not send me the bill. Finally, last one we got here. Uh, oh, nope. I posted the same one twice. So look at that. We don't have any other one. That's it for this week. Oh boy. So like I said, uh, look for those interviews coming up i am having an absolute blast uh bringing these all these people on james was a incredible one uh hopefully we can get him in person for a follow-up on that one I, it sounds like we might have to do a warhammer one with him and josh both discussions turned into warhammer discussions for some reason <laughs> and the oc remix one man what a delight that was to to talk to these people uh, I mentioned this on that podcast a little bit, but OC Remix is a company that I have been a, a, a fond fan of since I was in high school and college. Uh, 
and that is ancient history so um 20 plus years I've been a fan of that and to finally get them on a podcast and interview them making the young me proud and I think anytime any of us make our younger selves proud in any way I think that's a win so I know things are a little hairy out there uh greedflation being what it is uh turmoil all over um lots of troubling things but I hope Hope we can find a little bit of solace in the good games that are coming out and the wonderful communities that we have in gaming. So thank you, Robot Cash community, for sticking by us. Thank you for all the great feedback and criticism you're bringing to the table all the time. Um, I really appreciate your concern about where we are headed for a company. Please don't ever stop uh, relaying those concerns or relaying the ideas that you have for us. I think we'll only succeed with that. So from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for sticking it together and just kind of being a fun community that I can rely on during this time. So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try and not be as emotional next week, okay? <laughs> but I'm very thankful for all of you. All right, so that's the episode. I will hopefully be able to finish up an interview or two this week. So look for that in the coming days. Thank you so much. Kyle Stalick, head of community for Robot Cash, signing.